Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app and try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh yeah, I'm smelling green tonight because it's Friday night here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome into the show, guys, and thank you for tuning in to us live on our YouTube channel. You can go check us out also on your web browsing device if you go to bellyup.tv. Or if you missed the show, check us out on demand. We download the Fox D Network app, newly available on the Amazon Fire Stick. And we stream, baby. We don't give you the problems that the Thursday night game gives you, apparently, as Chris brought to my attention yesterday. And I want to stay up to date with the show while you're on the go by downloading the MD's Fantasy Football Show on your favorite podcast app. Give us a five-star review. It greatly helps us out so we can better help you. I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with my co-host, Chris Dowhauer. Chris, are you ready to cash some money? I am ready to cash some money. I'm absolutely. And by the way, we stream even on bad internet. So we're just across all boards. That's also valid. By the way, this is the last week. The John Randall autographed jersey. I believe we have five names in the raffle right now. So this is the last week. Here's what you got to do. Sign up for our free DFS contest on DraftKings. You can do that. It's in the comments, the link, or you can go to our social media at BillyUpMDFFShow to sign up for that. Or and the easier way to get in is to take me one-on-one when you go to the Flex Fantasy app, flex.fan slash BillyUpFF. You take me on in a head-to-head open challenge with a team you have already drafted on either Sleeper or Yahoo. Just sign up there. It's a free account to sign up for. It doesn't cost you a dime. Take me on. If you win, your name will go in. We're going to have our raffle live on the show next week. And Chris, I think I'm going to wait till Jazz gets on the show before I announce the October giveaway that I did secure the other day. So we are going to be rocking and rolling there. All right, tonight we know what the deal is. It's the DFS and the NFL betting picks show, which means... We got our DraftKings lineups that we're going to share with you. These are the same DraftKings lineups that we're going to use for the tournament. So you guys get the leg up. We, we try to give you guys the advantage. You know exactly what our lineups are going to be. And then we'll have Jazz Florida on finally into week three for the first time this season. And we'll talk about some of our lock bets of the week. I have some player props. It was a rough week, too. I'm not going to lie. We had a good week one. It was a rough week, too. I got down and dirty. I did the research. We're going to make sure we have a better week three this week. And, of course, we'll have Chaz be able to help us out with that as well. So all of that packed into one Friday night special. Let's go ahead and hit it. Chris, DraftKings lineup, who's your quarterback? 
Yeah, so, you know, talking about a surprising team that also did quite well this past week, uh, Jared Goff is my quarterback at $5,800. I'm going to just say pace, 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 and that's what I'm going to stick to. This Minnesota team loves to play with pace. We've seen the Detroit team already put up 30 back-to-back games, loves to put up pace. This game should be high scoring. Jared Goff's going to need to be able to kind of put up points with this Viking offense. I love the opportunity at $5,800 price tag. Jared Goff is my quarterback. I'll add a little, a little caveat. To, well, not caveat. I'll add an extra little sugar on top to that. Uh, Harrison Smith is going to be out. So now you have the yes, top safety out on a bad defense, on a fast-paced team. There sh- this should be a shootout. It should be a shootout game. So I like to pick there. Jared Goff, a nice value. I paid up for the top, top, tippy, tippy, top. Because we haven't been able to play this guy because we're playing so many primetime games. So I went with Josh Allen. At $8,200, and I'm pretty sure Chris's face is frozen right now. No, no, no. He's back. He's nodding. Okay, he's back. Yep, Josh Allen, 8,200, going up against Miami. Not impressed with their defense so far. Buffalo's been ultra impressive with their passing game. Look, Allen just looks like he's going to win the MVP. This looks like it's just his year, and I'm riding that hot wave, especially now is the first time we can ride it on the Sunday matchups. Yeah, you got a, a defense that's beat up on Buffalo as well. So, you know, we just see the Miami Dolphins, what they can do offensively. You're going to kind of keep your foot to the pedal. Uh, Josh Allen has already been able to do so, so far this season. So why should that change? Xavier Howard will play, but he hasn't been healthy. And he, right. you know, basically got lit up by Rashad Bateman last week. So I love Josh Allen, $1,800. You know, take advantage while you can. Love it. Who's your RB1 heading into this week? Yeah, so I'm going with a lot of value this week. That's kind of my focus, trying to balance value. And I want the value of David Montgomery at $5,900 versus Houston. You looked at my sheet. I mean, I think it should be on everybody's sheet right now. You look at a team versus Houston, a team that's already been hemorrhaging points at, you know, versus a running attack. I know Denver didn't necessarily lead the scoreboard, but their running backs could have done well if their passing and their coordinator let them do so. Um, but anyway, uh, David Montgomery, obviously – you know, all the hatred towards this guy for no reason, I'm not really sure, but the Khalil Herbert stealing his job, you know, obviously wasn't didn't happen last week. He was heavily involved. The team didn't throw the ball very much forward, but when they did the previous week in, you know, the monsoon game, he was a part of the passing attack as well. So they were coming to me as a safe floor, both in the rushing attack and the passing attack, and a nice matchup versus Texans, $5,900, nice price tag too. Yeah, he's my RB1 as well. Looked great running the football, was breaking tackles, leading the whole way. He's getting he's one of the few running backs getting 20-plus touches in a game to begin with. We talked about it earlier this week. This is the one game we look at Houston, you look at Chicago, you're like, well, these are one of the few opportunities going into the matchup where it could be a neutral to pro game script for either one of these teams. I expect a lot of running. I expect this to be a really fast game as far as time ticking down because there's so many so much running going to be happening in this game yeah give me david montgomery at fifty nine hundred dollars did you pay up at rb2 did you also pay down there i also paid down there and i think our eyes are going to be appreciative of that game going faster like you pointed out faster gets yeah, out of our memory nobody wants to watch yes, that game exactly <laughs> um so i'm going with um my, miles sanders finally was you know kind of I hit the red zone early on this season, at least in the whole way to basically all last year to get anything out of this guy. He liked the rushing attack. I know Jalen Hurts is still kind of the lead guy that gets the ball in the red zone, but this team that they're playing against the Washington team, you saw the Jacksonville red uh, running backs. Both of them have great games. You saw the other, you saw Detroit basically have a great game. Uh, DeAndre Swift only had like three touches, but was almost breaking everyone. Ronnie had opportunity to do so. Miles Sanders, a big play guy. The guy that's necessarily ultimately involved in the passing attack. Got a couple catches last week, but a guy that I love the upside would just become when he hand the ball off, this guy has big play written all over him versus Washington running defense. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I had him in my lineup. I took him out eventually. We'll find out why later. But I decided that, you know, I'm sticking with my home run threat of Raheem Mostert at $4,500. Like I said last week, I think I'm just going to play him every week until he hits that big one for me. I'm just I'm just going to do it because I know it's coming. And what's great about this is that it's against Buffalo. So if Raheem Mostert wasn't already contrarian just by name to begin with, he's definitely contrarian against this matchup with Buffalo, who has a lot of injuries right now with a lot of key guys out heading into this Sunday. Might alleviate some of the pressure Miami was going to be on. He out-carried, out-snapped Chase Edmonds last week. Whether that continues or not, I don't know. But it takes one play at $4,500 paid down to running back this week right along with you. Um, and, and I'll yep. add this in, too. Miles Sanders was one of my value bets that didn't make my lineup. So 
we'll just have to spoil that later. Yeah, so um, I'll give you the a contrarian plus, you know, a contrarian. So a negative plus times a negative is a positive in mathematics. So there you go. Two contrarians make a positive. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, Moser has got definitely a tough matchup. This Buffalo team is definitely banged up, though, and especially all along their front line. So that could be interesting. As you pointed out, it takes one big play from him, and it's a nice little steal at $4,500. So who's your wide receiver one? Well, this is going to be my receiver one until it cost me $5 million. That's going to be Cooper Cup. <laughs> I just look at this guy, and I just you know I keep picking myself in the head because I, I saw this receiver thing kind of coming in the sense, and I just – Cooper Cup should be number one all the time. This guy's averaging 35 points in um, DFS right now. He's still cost $9,900. You know, hasn't gone over 10000 threshold necessarily. We saw other guys kind of you know, break those as the season progresses. So I'm going to buy him while he's still kind of affordable in a sense. Um, playing an Arizona team, I know Devonta Adams didn't have the game everybody was hoping for. So what? Byron Murphy's good. He can't cover Cooper Cup. Nobody in Arizona can cover Cooper Cup. I love the pace of this game as well. I love Cooper Cup in this game. I'm paying $9,900 for the receiver one and probably player one again this week. Yeah, pay up for it. Arizona stinks. I, Byron Murphy, I, he gets. I think he's a little bit overhyped to begin with anyway, but with him coming back his first week, He's not covering Cooper Cup at all in this game. We know where the ball is going, and he's awesome. I stacked my quarterback. I could not believe Stephon Diggs is only $7,700 right now on DraftKings. I was like, give me the combo, baby, especially for DFS purposes in a tournament setting. So I I matched him up. Look, like you said, Xavier Howard, he's going to be out there. He's going to be hurt. And he's never really shut down Stephon Diggs to begin with, even when he was shadowing him healthy. Diggs, the man possessed right now. I'm all aboard the Allen Diggs train. Yeah, you talk about letting the cats out of the bag. That's one of my steals. But, you know, $3,700 for a guy who's also averaging over 30 DFS points a game right now is an absolute bargain. Number three receiver on the year. Actually, he might be number two right now. But he top three receiver on the year. How is he $7,700? Absolutely insane. Who's your number wide receiver two? Well, I'm talking about absolutely insane, and why we're kind of confused is it two or three? Because other other guys also averaging over 30 points, and that's I have a tandem with St. Brown. St. Brown, $7,200. Yeah, I like take on the Vikings, Detroit team. I talked about the pace. I talked about you. You, you let the cat out of that bag with the Hunter the Smith. Uh, Harris Smith will not be playing in this game. There's no answer for the Vikings for him, and obviously he's getting 12 targets a game. You want to have that out there. I'm going with the pairing, and for $7,200, basically, for a guy averaging 30 DFS points, why am I not having my lineup? Look, right now, he is the new Cooper Cup. Plain, plain and simple. Jared Goff is using him that way. The Lions are using him that way. He's been on fire. Yeah, I mean, just fire him up. I, I just had a clip this past week talking about, you know, St. Brown has to be looked at as a top five receiver the rest of the way, and there can't be an argument about that really at all. He's just too good, too utilized, Love that combo between golf and St. Brown for your tournament lineups. I stuck with Buffalo. Gabe Davis, baby, $6,300. This offense just looks like it can't be stopped, especially through the air. He missed out last week. Unfortunately, sounds like he's 100% and ready to go this week. Xavier Howard is going to be having his hands full of Stephon Diggs. And Gabe Davis, the touchdown machine, is going to score at least one, if not two, this week. Yeah, interesting move there where you have like the upside of potential of the two guys go both going off, but also kind of a handcuff just in case one of them kind of steps up above the other one, especially in the red zone particularly. So you kind of cover yourself both ways. I think it's a great move. Uh, and you talk about Gabe Davis, still great value. People, you know, only saw the first week out of him so far, so we can't have that price tag we're cashing or paying for yet. So I love Gabe Davis in your lineup this week. All in on Buffalo, baby. Who's the wide receiver three for you? Yeah, so for myself, I'm looking at the – Junior, junior, junior versions of these St. Browns and Greg, um, sorry, of uh, Cooper Cups. And that's Greg Dortch. Uh, Greg Dortch is $4,300 taking on the Rams. Junior, junior, junior. Um, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep going and going and going. But basically, we talked about a guy who's going to be featured in this offense. It's weird. It's odd. I don't know why it's not Marquise Brown. I don't know. You know, Zach Ertz is still kind of getting back. In, but to your point, he's not playing the slot. And what I learned last year, it doesn't matter who's the more talented guy, it matters who. Kyler Murray's throwing the ball to. So that's why Zach Ertz is still in the NFL right now. That is why Wesley was somebody that people had towards the end of the season on their fantasy rosters. That's why I have Greg Dortch versus the Rams because Jalen Ramsey will not be shadowing Greg Dortch um, in this game. 
and I like him for forty three hundred dollar or forty nine hundred dollar price. Oh no, forty three hundred dollar price tag. Yeah, I would say he's a he's an excellent value. He's going to give you that safe floor to complement your high end paid guys. I paid a little bit down, but not all the way down at the wide receiver three. I went with Curtis Samuel, another guy who's just been getting targeted like crazy. I talked about on the show yesterday during the clairvoyant episode. Make sure you guys go back and check that out on YouTube or on your podcast app if you didn't see it. But look, Darius Slay is going to be matched up with Terry McLaurin. James Bradbury is going to be matched up on Jahan Dotson. This offense is actually featuring Curtis Samuel's number one anyway. Give me Curtis Samuel in a week that I think Washington, especially in the second half, is going to have to come back from behind. Yeah, and then he's definitely been putting up the numbers. Um, you always just kind of worry about his health and you, you talk to the usage. He is basically the prioritized receiver right now. And he's getting the targets accordingly. So Curtis Samuel has a great price tag and has a bottom nice floor so far this season. Who's your tight end? So this was tough for me because I really, really wanted to have Travis Kelsey in my lineup, but obviously I could not. Um, I'm trying to spread my money around. So that up for you. So I went with the other value in this in this uh, Washington game, as you talked talked about. And I think the other guy that they're looking for is Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas values. Well, look. This guy, I, I was trying to figure out what kind of values could I suggest. You know, we do our value segment after this. And I'm just going to say, if you don't have Logan Thomas in your lineup and you're not paying for Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or somebody like that, then what are you doing? Because there's nobody better valuable than $35 Logan Thomas taking on the Eagle team, the 20th versus the tight end position. As you talked about the Bradbury, the Slay matchups, they're not going to be necessarily paying attention to the good old Logan Thomas, who probably is the primary red zone target for this Washington team. Carson Wentz will look for somebody who's big, tall. He can throw the ball to when he throws high. So I like Logan Thomas for this game, especially at a price tag of $3,500. I'm going to take it a step further because I've been beating this drum, and it's he's still not over 50% owned. If you're looking for a tight end who can be a top 12 play the rest of the way, that is Logan Thomas, guys. He's back. He's back at least enough to be a good, solid, low-end tight end one. So I like to play there. $3,500 as a joke. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's a better value, but I'm like the tight end I'm going with this week. I took Tyler Higby. I had him ranked in my top five anyway. He's only $4,500 against Arizona, and he's proven to be the second volume pass catcher to Cooper Cup as long as Van Jefferson has been out. He's actually had the most targets amongst tight ends for the first two weeks to begin with. I think this week he avoids dropping the ball and gets in the end zone. So that's why I'm going with Tyler Higby there, $4,500 against Arizona. Yeah, Arizona was number one versus the safe uh, versus tight end position last now. year. I was going to say that that's flip flop this year. Um, so that's obviously not the case any longer. Tyler Higby is not number two receiver, even though I do try to get some lip service to Allen Robinson and continue to be more featured. Um, but Tyler Higby just needs to catch the ball. So I think it's by bottom line. If he catches the ball, this will be a great value. If he doesn't, he's basically wasting his time with Matthew Stafford. But I like the price tag. Who's your flex? So I was looking for an upside guy, and I went with Traylon Burks, $4,900 versus the Raiders. Uh, Phillips will not play in this game. You have different – you know, Robert Woods hasn't hasn't found his spot so far. The one thing that I think you can find that Traylon Burks will probably feature in this game, probably will start in this game, and has been the biggest playmaker for his offense in general. So I think Traylon Burks is a guy that I want in my lineup this week at $4,900. You're making your face because I'm guessing I stole something from well, yeah, I'm looking around to see if you have cameras in my studio because um, he's in my flex, too. Uh, look, Chalon Burks, $4,900, stupid steal, first and foremost. 
if there was nothing good to take out of that Monday night game, it was that Traylon Burks looks from the eye test pretty good, especially with the ball in his hands after the catch. I've been badgering social media all week at Billy Up MDFF show. Buy low on Traylon Burks before you get to this week against the Raiders. They are dying for a big play. They are dying for a playmaker. That is going to be Traylon Burks this week. That's why buy low before we get to this week. Because after this, you're not going to be able to get them. So Traylon Burks is my flex play as well at $4,900 along with you, you thief. Who's your defense? So this defense is something that we're going to talk about some of the betting coming on this show. But this spread kind of gave me some insight that I liked. And despite the price tag on top of it, Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Oh, there you the go. The number three defense in DFS right now, giving Thank scoring 13 points, <laughs> 13 and a half points a game. Um, they also have a good chance that they might see a backup quarterback in the Easton Stick or a Chase Daniels. A team. Yeah, we don't know about that yet. Yep. We don't know that about that yet. And the, I could, we'll get to the point spread, but that spread might reflect something. There were some things known. Um, we also want to point out that this Charger offensive line, while they put a lot of resources into it and they had some picks that I like, has not looked good, has been giving up pressure at a high rate, and have a backup quarterback, even Justin Herbert with his fractures back there, taking my chances with the Jacksonville defense is opportunistic. The price tag I love, $2,300, going with the Jacksonville Jags defense. They're back. They're, they're back. <laughs> I can't wait if that gets blown up, but it might not happen this week if Justin Herbert cannot go. Uh, I want yeah, to be looking in the mirror for you. This should be looking at the 49ers in the mirror about a decade ago when you had Navarro Bowman and you had um, Patrick Willis. Just Just looking in the mirror? I, well, who the hell is Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, right? I go with Devin Lloyd, who was the PFS number one rookie. Right last was flying all over the field last week. It was actually tremendous. So I, I look at what they have in places. They have the number one sack team. They're getting rushers from the outside. You see the kind of a parallel to Alden Smith as their draft pick this year. So I think there's just some pieces in place. Had a job, they have an Allen on the other side of the you know prime time pass rusher. So this Jacksonville team could just be kind of building slowly but surely. Yeah, or or they played a Colts team without Michael Pittman, and they played a Washington team that has no offensive line. Uh, we'll we'll see. They still might not play in a real offense this week. We'll, we'll have to find out. I did go with the Eagles' defense against Washington. I'm anticipating at least three turnovers out of Carson Wentz. I'm anticipating at least three sacks, probably more than that, for this Eagles team against this pitiful offensive line. This Eagles' defense. Look, I knew they were good. It was a little shaky against Detroit. We saw what they can be against Minnesota last week. I think that carries over this week against Washington, and I love them at $2,900 for defense that I'm telling you is elite. Yeah, but their defensive coordinator is not elite. I was just leaving <laughs> with that. He, as long as he did what he did against Minnesota, they'll be fine. <laughs> that's Agreed. Agreed. That, that would be that's, my caveat. That's agreed. All right, so let's get into some more value plays, assuming we have any left from stealing each other's going through our lineups. Uh, my quarterback is still intact. So, Chris, is your quarterback value pick still intact? It is still intact. Matthew Stafford is my value pick. Up to the Arizona game, kind of picked this game apart in different ways. A $6,500 price tag. I know he hasn't kind of lit it up yet, but this team does prefer to throw the ball. Has a chance to kind of blit it up. Yeah, our Arizona team is going to scramble around score points. So, I like Matthew Stafford. That's a good one. I'm riding with the same guy I had last week. I'm going Marcus Mariota $5,500 playing Seattle this week. It's a good chance. Remember last week, first of all, he still finished as a mid to high level QB two last week. I said, play him over Tom Brady. And I was right about that. And he didn't run that much. He had six runs for 16 care. I'm sorry. Six runs for 16 yards is what he wound up with. Uh, I expect him to run more than that, closer to what we saw in week one, especially against this team in Seattle. So give me Marcus Mariota as a bottom feeder play at the quarterback position who might be able to give you a low in QB one floor just based off his rushing ability. He has Drake London. They didn't utilize Pitts yet. They didn't utilize Cordell Patterson correctly last week. So this offense actually has a little bit of pop heading into Seattle this week. Yeah, it's been very clunky at best, and as you pointed out, he still had a floor, so I think it's a great play, and I think it's an outstanding value. Was got, I thought maybe you would have us why I didn't throw him in there because I didn't want to steal all of yours. <laughs> um, 
But I running back want, wise, I had Sanders at 5,500. So you stole that. Well, so who's your running back value play? Well, before I get to that running back value, I'm just going to pair off what you just said, Marcus Mariota, and then the value you like with him. The guy who's already has established and still hasn't kind of found his niche in the red zone is Drake London. Drake London's $5,800 right now is the primary target in this offense, is the number one receiver. It's ridiculous. It's $5,800 versus secondary that's got lit up, you know, pretty much this entire year. So I love Jake, Drake London's value. Agreed. I have Drake London also as my value pick at the wide receiver position. The stack in general of Marcus Mario and Drake London. If you're looking for a low-level stack, that's the one to go with this week. I don't have this guy in my running back position, but I'll throw it out there. If you want to throw Cordell Patterson as a value this week, too, $6,000 is not a bad one. That's not a bad one. We can just go all um, in all in as like value and then try to like fill in the rest after that. So the other one I threw in there, and this isn't necessarily a must play, but this is a nice value I liked. Um, it's Travis Etienne, I know everybody wasn't thrilled with the kind of the game he had, but he did drop a touchdown pass that could have been a big place and did the same thing week one. Had a couple of chances where it could have been really big opportunities to show his speed and kind of punch it in the red zone. Um, if this Charger team becomes, you know, has Justin Herbert and becomes more of a shootout opportunity or a game that Jacksonville has to score, Travis Etienne is definitely the preferred pass catcher in his backfield. $5,400 value. I think you have a nice floor, nice upside. So it's one of the right backs that have their value. Yeah, we talked about him yesterday on the show. I said he's a lookout for guy for me on a sleeper standpoint. Everyone's real down on him, but keep in mind, he still played in passing down situations. Now, I like it better if Herbert is playing for the Chargers because then I would believe Jacksonville would have to either keep up or be coming from behind. So I do think his value, oddly, is tied to the opponent's team's quarterback to some degree. But assuming that Herbert can go, and I think he's going to get a shot. I, I just, I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to go. Assuming he can go, I like Travis Etienne at least as a high four RB3, who if he doesn't drop a touchdown pass, could be in for a big day. So I do like that value there. Who's your value at the tight end position? Well, first of all, I think the value is Travis Kelsey. I just want to throw that out there. Like, you know, when you get an opportunity to have a guy playing a Colts team that's giving up 87% completion percentage. And no Shaquille Leonard. We, we saw... O.J. Howard, I don't even know where O.J. Howard's been the last three years, I guess, but we saw him come back to life a couple weeks ago with two touchdowns running through the seams. So Travis Kelsey, to me, is an outstanding value and a guy that you want to have in your lineup, you want to pay up the tight end position. Um, the other guy I have is Evan Ingram, $3,700. I wanted to throw him out there. It's, I like the matchup. He's been a guy who's been you know, utilized in the passing attack. We haven't seen a big game. You haven't seen the, you know, the yards down the field, but you have seen him be targeted. The only thing is, as I said earlier, $3,700, which is $200 more than Logan Thomas. Just put Logan Thomas in your lineup if you're going to be cheap. I agree. I agree. That's why I had him as my sleeper value as well, too. So here's what we're going to do. We'll take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll introduce Chaz Filardi and our sports betting segment. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back with all of you right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's. 
X's and O's of all things fantasy. It's time to cash some tickets and get some green. Chaz Filardi joins the show. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. You can hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly can fine. Can you see sir. me okay? I can hear I can see you awesomely, sir. Love it. That's right. Rock the t-shirt. Repping the, the, repping the colors, shirt. baby. Repping the colors. But no, it's been a real good start. You know, I was doing some uh, out-of-state stuff for a while, but uh, I, I got tickets. I, I got a list. I got notes. I got data. I got 30 minutes. Where do we, where do we begin? Oh, man. Well, we begin from the beginning, which is, I mean, what have you been up to with Sports Betting Weekly? Let's well, wake and bake. Remember, wake, wake and bake. bake. And 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 I've never asked you guys to be on, but there's no doubt that we've got to get you on. And what we'll do is we'll fit a segment into where you can record it earlier in the week. Because unlike doing the live show, which you know how hard it is, the uh, wake and bake is pre-recorded, but it's so much quality, so much good stuff. And of course, you know, Chris is a connoisseur, so in, in that respect. And did you see my Twitter? I stopped it when it was four hours and 20 minutes to your show. I stopped what I was doing, and I took a screen grab. <laughs> that was awesome. Make sure you follow him at Second Half Chaz, too, by the way, on social media. It's a great follow there. Gives you all kinds of tips. So, Chaz, we're so happy to have you for the first time this season. And I pretty much just Well, no, get- no, 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 because remember – we had a little, little bit of a, a rendezvous previously, and I went and I took those tickets and I bet them and I have them and I got twelve forty nine plus twelve forty nine on our four teamer, Buffalo, Kansas City, Rams, and Tampa Bay. That's the four teams that, after listening to you two and discussing the uh, NFL divisions, that's who I went with. And now every week I'm betting them on the money line. This week I got the first half plus six oh eight. And this is money. I'm just. This is like to win the division. You don't have to win by points. Right. I'm going to bet them every single week and see how many tickets I can cash. But I'm getting six to one on the first half and four eighty five plus forty five. And this is on money lines. I I love it, Chad. So hopefully it'll help us out. Like I said to Chris, we had a really good week one. Then we had a rough week two. Now hopefully we can get back on track with your assistance as we head into week three. And we're going to kick this thing off with actually one of my lock bets of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. First on the list is uh, Kansas City against the Colts. And I'm taking Kansas City right now, minus five and a half. Shaquille Leonard being out was all I needed to know to take Kansas City as one of my lock bets. But, Jazz, what are you feeling in that game? They're on my list. They're on my list. I also like the team total over. I'm really looking at, uh, first of all, I got to give a shout out to my brother, Charlie, because we're going to be starting doing a horse racing thing that might involve some ga- races on Saturday. So I would keep you guys in the loop because if you could cash tickets without doing the reading of the racing form, right? Why not? All about it. But but the team totals, there's some teams that are scoring. And you. I heard you talking about Jacksonville's defense, and, and you're so right. Dan, this time of year, you got to understand some numbers are fudged. Three or four games in, averages are still easily manipulated, and the opponent has a lot to do with your averages. So I I like Kansas City to score some points this week. I've got their team total over as well. And Dan, just real quick, just third of your thing, you know, the the Colts are 0-4 versus the spread in the last five, their last four games. Matt Ryan himself is 0-5-1 versus the spread in his last six. So I thought Matt Ryan retired. Should have. I thought when he left the the Super Bowl. He's he's got a lot more. He's got a lot more to give. He's he's the answer. It was really funny to me because I was on, I was, I'm on social media all the time and I'm talking to somebody. They're like, they're, they're like, uh, they're bashing Carson Wentz. Like, oh, Carson Wentz still stinks, by the way, guys, because we're talking about, you know, do you start him this week or not? And I was like, well, look, he's better than Matt Ryan, who I got to hear all offseason long was supposed to be the answer to Carson Wentz. And uh, clearly, that ain't a working out for the Colts right now. Uh, I have an easy data. I have an easy data on that game as well. Our easy okay. sports data is telling me to remind you guys that the Colts have seven straight unders in regular season. Okay, so the, the over-under right now is 50-and-a-half. So we're talking about the under there. So if you like Kansas City, and I like the team total over, and it, and the Colts have had seven straight unders, you know, this could be a game that if you're watching it by halftime, you may be watching another game. 
<laughs> Sounds like a plan to me for my lock bet at the minus five and a half line. How about Buffalo? So I was thinking about this being one of my lock bets. I decided to come off of it because you got Mika Hyde out. We don't know about Jordan Poyer yet. Jordan Phillips is not going to play. So the defense, it's still going to be really good for Buffalo, but it's not going to be the same defense that we've seen. And I, I was talking about Chris about this earlier in the week. I was like, look, we've watched him now against two bad offensive lines just completely dominate. I was worried that could happen in Miami. It still could happen, but this does pave the way for Miami to be able to be in this game to a bigger degree than we saw the Titans and, frankly, the Rams at this point. I would take Buffalo, however, still at minus five. They're just not a lock bet for me. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, it's to me, it's a little bit of a, a pick em game because the Dolphins have been really competitive versus Buffalo, even though Buffalo's kind of dominated the division as of late, as you alluded to, and then, you know, been fantastic this year. Miami's kind of had their number. You know, this team matches up well if this Buffalo team isn't up to par, especially defensively. Both teams can kind of light it up, but all, both teams can kind of also muck it up. So it can get interesting either way, and I, I like that. I don't think it's necessarily a lock, but I think Buffalo should be favored, obviously, because they've been dominant this year so far. I don't know what number. You know how you can pick a number with between one. Pick a number, right? I don't know what number you're picking, Chris, because here's the last seven points against – Miami that the Bills got for a game. 26, 35, 56, 31, 37, 31, 42, last seven games. It's a lot of points. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's lot, lot of points. points. Well, I was going to hit you with this. The over-under for this game is 53. What do we think? They're both scoring 30. 30 and 30 is more than 53. I, I like the over. I, I, You know what? I tend to agree with that, too. I have actually, I, I have a parlay. I have a parlay here. I have so I have the money line parlay, which is the, officially has a name. It's the MD's money line parlay, and I do it every week with those four teams that I have the MD division parlay for. But I've got Buffalo in the over and Philly in the over on the money line in the overs. I love it, Chris. What are you going to say? I was going to say the only thing for question, just you know, this season kind of odd where it's been twenty-one or thirty-one uh, games have uh, gone on the under so far this season. I did see that stat kind of throughout the week, and I thought that was pretty interesting. That's fair. Let's move on to our next game here. The Eagles and the Commanders. The Eagles on the road are minus six-point favorites, and I like the line. I'm going to take the Eagles minus six points here. It's not a lock them in for me, but I do like this game. There are two balance on both sides of the ball. Commanders have not played a real team yet. And they're about to taste what it feels like to play a real team, I believe, this week. Again, like I said, I took the Eagles defense in our DFS tournament. Why? Because I'm expecting at least three turnovers out of Carson Wentz and some sacks. I think it will be disrupted. I am going to take the Eagles minus six. Championship footballs has a, uh, a Hertz signed football from his uh, Alabama days. So just so you know, that's what I like. I love it. I love it. What do you think, Chris? You, th you think they, they cover that? That's one. Of the, that's one of those games I'm probably avoiding myself. It's a division game. These teams you know, play tough for each other, no matter kind of what the talent levels are. I do think the Eagles are a superior talent team. I just wonder if they can get kind of close. This, this Washington team can score. They can score late. I agree with you. The Carson Wentz's nerves will probably enter into the equation. Um, but I do worry that there could be, a, you know, they could kind of cover at the end with this you know, that opportunity with those receivers and those, you know, scoring attack that they have to keep it close. Tell you what. A little uh, bold prediction here. The offensive coordinator, Stetchen, for the Eagles. Look out. I think he might be a head coaching candidate by the end of the season. He keeps doing what he's been doing the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Chris doesn't like that, but I'm telling you, it's probably going to happen. Uh, we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets. The Bengals got to get off the schneid. They got to bounce back. Do they do it against the Jets? They're six-point favorites here on the road heading into New York. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. So there's my bet. My bet's on the over at 44 and a half. Say what you want about the Jets. They're throwing the ball a ton, and they can't pressure the quarterback, which is the Bengals' Achilles heel. So I think the Bengals might be putting up points, too. I think people are expecting this to be a low-scoring game. I don't see it. I think it's a high-scoring game. Give me the over at 44 and a half for this matchup. What do you think? What do you think? Chris, go ahead. Oh, well, first, I mean, Chaz always talks about bad franchises, and these are just two historically bad franchises. Cincinnati, you know, made the Super Bowl last year, but usually these teams are kind of a stick them up, so I kind of stay away from them. So I'll, I'll defer to Chaz on this situation. Oh, it was, it was a career low. It was my best ever time. It was like .3 seconds. I skipped this game and went to the next game. 
<laughs> Normally, it's, the, the, my best was like 1.7 seconds. This was 0.3 seconds. We checked. We went to review. It was so bad I went that quickly to the next game. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go to Detroit and Minnesota. Jeez Louise. The Vikings are inexplicably six-point favorites in this game. The over-under set at 52.5. I like the over but I also like the Lions to cover at six points. I think that's too big of a spread for a defense in the Minnesota Vikings that just, they don't have it together. They don't have the talent. They're not the same defense this year. I think it's going to be a closer game than that, and I think we're going to have more points than that. Hold on. Hold on. I got to check my camera. Did you put a bug in my office or something? Hold on a minute. What? Is this a microphone? What's going on here? I got Detroit on the money line. Oh, I like it. He's taking Detroit outright in this game. Don't hate it, by the way. What do you think? Last Chris? week, I had two money line games. I almost threw the ticket away. It was Miami and Arizona. Those are my two money line games. Right? It was like 28-7, but I didn't have a ticket. It was all right. If I had a ticket, I probably would have threw it in the trash, and I'd go back to the casino. I got to dig through the trash. Never a good day. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? You on board? Yes, it's a I want to be, but I also think it's a really tough matchup for the Detroit defense. We saw them, you know, play a lot of man. They're going to have a tough time versus the secondary. You pitch Justin Jefferson, well, man. You yeah, you don't have Darius Slay over there. So it's. I think this is going to be a whole different story. This game, Dalvin Cook hasn't got unleashed. This Detroit run defense has not been good this year. So I like the Vikings to kind of keep it, and I think they should be able to pull it out. I, I want Detroit to win. <laughs> I got my next uh, lock bet of the week here. Lock them in. It's a lock. That's the Baltimore Ravens. This line has actually moved since I jotted this down. So now it's up to minus three for the Ravens. I'm still locking them in at minus three. I know historically the Ravens have a hard time going up into New England. This is not the same Patriot team it has been for a while. The offense is atrocious. And who could have guessed that, you know, if you hired Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run the offense, it would be terrible. Well. Who could have guessed that? Oh, only me all summer long. Well, and I can't take all the credit. It was me and a, a bunch of other people. But I'm sitting there like, this is just going to be a disaster. It has been a disaster. Yes, they're one and one because they won against the Steelers team. That They're one team in the league that might be even more of a disaster on offense with Mitchell Trubisky. What, Chris? So, which I said, I, I, I gave you New England last week, but I got, got shot down over that one. So go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, I just didn't think the Steelers could actually be that bad, but they did. They lowered themselves to that level. The Ravens aren't going to do that here. I think they're going to take care of business, coming off a bad loss against Miami, take out a little vengeance here against the Patriots. It's a minus three stat line. Give me Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens at minus three. How, where are you at on this game, Chaz? Yeah, really, in terms of bad losses, if you look up like Google bad losses, right, that game is showing up. That's, yeah. that's showing up. They, that game was over. Everyone's uh, talking about Miami. And it's like it Patriots don't one, score. One Patriots quarter. don't score. Huh? Patriots don't score. You can't. Yeah. Baltimore scores. It's, there's no way. I agree. Chris? I'll just give you some numbers. Brian, uh, Bill Belichick, 17-3 at home openers in New England for the last since he started there. 15-5 and were the last 20 versus spread. 12-8 um, straight up versus as an underdog. But I 100% agree with both of you. There's no way the Ravens aren't winning this game. Lamar Jackson's better than all the New England Patriot players to combine offensively. And Matt Patricia, Lamar Jackson carries him to victory. I love the Ravens in this game as your lock of as one of my locks as well. I'm sorry, Belichick, but uh, when you hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, I think you might be getting dementia. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. It's it's a little it's a little wonky. Let's move into the next game. Here we got the Raiders and the Titans. Minus two and a half for the Raiders on the road, who also have not won a game. I want to point that out. 45 and a half over under. I didn't, I did make this an underdog pick for me, a lock them in underdog pick. Lock them in. It's a lock. Give me the Titans outright at home. This is a good team. What we saw on Monday night is now a reflection of what this team is. They are better suited physically to take on this game against the Raiders in Tennessee. There's no reason why the Titans should be underdogs in this game. So give me them to cover, but give me them to outright win this game. Chaz, are you with me? I got a stat on Titans at home. The Titans at home in their last seven games are under six of those seven. So 
you got a you got a couple teams that don't really have an offensive identity right now. I would think that would be a clear right. The Raiders don't have one, and Tennessee's has been they want to have one, but they haven't been able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, you with me? Underdog pick of the uh, week. I am with you. I was back to my underdog pick of the week, and so you still actually have another Lockham in underdog pick as well. But for this one, you know, you got the La Vegas is one and eight and one versus spread. Um, since they moved to Vegas as a favorite on the road. And they're also, don't forget, Ryan Tannehill's been 4-0 and in his career versus the Raiders. I think the Tennessee Titans get it just fixed this week. I like what you're talking about. I'm buying the Tennessee Titans as Remember, upside and straight Remember, Tannehill is actually one of my, my sneaky sleeper uh, shooting quarterbacks, too. I know nobody wants to believe in him, but we talk about Traylon Burks. I think he might have a decent game this week as well. Let's talk about the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. So the Saints right now on the road – favorites at minus two and a half against the Panthers. I'm probably staying away from this game, but if I was going to bet, I would take the Saints because I cannot bet on the terrible, awful Baker Mayfield that he is right now, but I can't do it. So if it's, a, it's less than a field goal for the Saints to win, I probably take the Saints at minus two and a half myself. But what do you have, Chaz? If you bet against Carolina nine games ago in the regular season and you let it roll, you would own Belly Up Sports right now. <laughs> That's how much money you yes. have. You say, hey, Mike, Mike, here's the blank check. Fill in the number. Fill in the number. Yeah, they haven't, they're going up for 0 and 10 against the Spurs. Love it. Chris, you're nodding your head. Are you with me? Yeah, I mean, look, the one team I'm worried about, I wish this game was in New Orleans because I would be guaranteeing this game, but because it's in Carolina, New Orleans does kind of struggle there sometimes. Um, but I think this is a game that you talked about. The Saints defense has not got a sack. Defensive line's not got a sack yet this game. They can defense Ikawa. Yeah, well, it's going to change this week, and we know that why. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, Chaz, you said earlier it was .3 seconds for the Cincinnati Bengals in the Jets game you moved on. How quickly did you move on from the Houston-Chicago game? Talk about a game I don't want to bet at all. Well, there is a there is some activity. So so okay. when I say moved on, first of all, I got to thank you guys so much because as you know, a couple of years ago when we first met, I, I I win money. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not really a handicapper at this point. A couple of years ago when we first met, I'm a data reader and I just got good data and I read it well. Really, you could have data. Three people read the same data. One says bet the under. One says bet the over. One says I'm walking away from this game, <laughs> uh, but. I've become a handicapper now, especially with all the writing that I'm doing. And part of it was, of course, sitting around and listening from 10 to 10.30 before I come out in the green room where, oh, my God, the refreshments back there. Thank you so much. They were wonderful this week. <laughs> Glad we can help but, you out. That yeah, but but I, I'm starting to be, you know, knowing players' names, knowing stats, knowing things like that. And, and golly, gee, I'm cashing almost every week now. So I, I feel good about that. So when I do see a stat like Houston on the road is one and seven under. So one game went over, seven went under. When I start seeing, as you guys know, I'm an 80% guy. I like to hit 80% of my plays because a lot of times I might be hitting money plays and I'm not winning a lot of money. But if you, if you hit four out of five, you're you're three to the good even if those are three money line to the good you're walking away with more money than you have and so i look for things like that when they jump out of me i don't necessarily put it down on my team total over list or my plays of the week list or my parlay list or my money line list but i know that that, that I, I pay attention to that especially if they score early maybe seven seven after one i'll hop on that under everybody is loaded up on the over think it's going to keep going their true colors will come out. Teams that do something for eight straight weeks, their true colors will come out. Look, the over-under is at 39 and a half. Neither one of these teams actually want to score. They just want to get the games over with as quickly as possible. Justin Fields isn't allowed to throw the ball more than a dozen times in a game anyway. So, yeah, it's tough to argue. 39 and a half is the lowest over-under of the week, and I'm with you. I'm still. Well, we've I'm talked about bet, that. The, the lowest over and the highest over, the lowest under and the highest over, they're kind of stuck. They can't go anymore. They don't get any right. kind of balance. So they leave it out there, even though they have some risk, but they can't do. You really can't go to 37 or 36. Think about that. That's right. so low. Right. No, I agree. Chris, you touched this game with a 10-foot pole? No, I'm especially like a, a time portal between like Lovey Smith and his past Lovey Smith and like watching the two <laughs> franchises like collide because Lovie they Smith look so similar. Right now. Can we point that he out? He does. 
But boy, does this look like the same kind of thing you're trying to do 20 something years ago where it's just boring, <laughs> boring football. Yeah, I don't want to watch this. But well, one thing I want to say just you know, thank you, Chaz, because you know, I'm a newbie to the betting guy, you know, betting game in a lot of ways. I know who I like, I know who I think should win. But Chaz goes me lots of different ways to kind of follow betting and look at the different ways to kind of make the money or kind of earn my money back in different you know aspects between the different parlays or the different options of betting out there. Chad, I don't know all these different things. So when you talk about some of the things, I just see, you know, some of the overs or unders, when you kind of expand on some, oh, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing these kind of trends where I'm going to bet on something, that's definitely helpful for people, I think. And that's where, you know, more than just numbers, that's something where people can kind of understand a different world that we don't always, you know, all experience necessarily yet. Yeah, and, and really, uh, you know, money lights, people are so against money lights. I've won twice this year in on, on those primetime games because I didn't give the points. And one of the things is after you watch bet baseball for a couple months in the summer and you got minus 330s, right, and minus 400, there was a minus 400 on a baseball game this summer. Then it makes minus 170 when you're betting the Packers instead of giving two and a half or whatever game you're talking about. It, it, it's not insane anymore. Yeah, I like it. All right, guys, let's uh... – we got the four o'clock games. Now, this is a game that I can't touch until I know exactly who's playing. I mean, Justin Herbert may not play. We got the Jaguars and the Chargers. It's at a minus three in LA, favoring the Chargers. The over-under is at 42 and a half. That's screaming that they Vegas seems to think Herbert's not going to play in this game. That's that seems to be what that's saying. However, we don't know yet. He could very well get a shot and be good to go. If he's out oh, there, don't say that. You never should say that out loud. That's that. You don't say to a quarterback on the Chargers, have the guy give you a needle. You don't say that. It's going to go right in his lung. Hence the lawsuit right now by Tyrod Taylor suing the same. Remember, we talked about that. that when it happened. We couldn't believe it, but it's the Spanos curse, man. It's 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 absolutely insane. I will say this, though. I would put a little action, a little action on the over, just in case Herbert does play, because I think it will get over 42 and a half if that winds up being the case. Not a lot, but a little bit while the line is this low. But otherwise, you can't bet this game until you know who's playing, especially when it's a quarterback. Fairly important position. I mean, it's like when with ba- I mentioned baseball again. You know, you wake up sometimes and it says TBD. Well, guess what? I, I I can't talk to about that game. I can't even look at that game. I need to know who's on the mound. I need to know who's behind center. Absolutely. So let's talk about the Packers and Tampa Bay. We know who's behind center for both these teams. However, they got nobody to throw the ball to, and that's been the problem so far this season. Tampa Bay at home is favored at minus one and a half. So this is basically a pick game. Here's what's more surprising to me. The over-under is 42 and a half on this game. Think about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and a 42 and a half over under. That's how bad Vegas has decided this has become between these two offenses with nobody out there to throw the ball to. And you know what? I'm still taking the under because both these teams just want to run the ball and play defense and win games right now until things get better. It's 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 a crap show. I'm not taking either one. I'm not betting on either one to cover or win or any of that either. Chaz, do you have something for us? It's, a, it's it's my fifth play. It's my it'll be my fifth team and my five teamer of the plays that I picked for this. I don't do any contests. I just uh, sometimes I have seven. Sometimes I have four. This week I have five. And the one thing that I I have is the fact that that line dropped from forty seven and a half to forty one and a half, ticked back up to forty two and a half. Uh, they. These teams, they just don't they don't they don't give up points. They don't score, they don't give up points. Thirty to thirty. You know, the unders are difficult to watch. Man. And I will sometimes not. I will purposely <laughs> make dinner, put on some music, go in the other room. I want to get to like, you know what? Somewhere around the end of the first quarter. If I can come in the end of the first quarter and I got an under and it's three to nothing, then I'm engaged in that game. Chris, are you touching this game? No, I think this is a game that definitely seems like a pick em right now. I mean, I think you have both teams with those many questions on both sides. I just think it's not something I'm touching right now. I will give an easy data, an easy sports data. Tampa Bay at home, 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven, nine and 9-2 against the spread in their last 11. I do not think any of those teams uh, had Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, though. Yeah, that's where the balancing act comes into play. Uh, I was going to say, if you, 
if you want a reason to bet on Tampa, just look at the defenses. The defense is real for Tampa Bay. It's, you know, first in DOA right now in, in the NFL, PFS ranked as well. And the Green Bay defense has not lived up to that. And since 2015, they haven't been a top 15 DOA defense. So if you talk about running the ball, playing defense, one place does that better than the other team does. Yeah, Tampa and- Bay is putting up Georgia, University of Georgia Bulldog defensive <laughs> numbers. They really are. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it's in Tampa Bay. So if you just want to say like, hey, I'm going to bet Tampa to win, fine. But again, I'm probably staying away from this game myself. Here's a game that I wasn't sure about at first. And had I known the line dropped, I probably would have made this one of my lock and picks. But I didn't know that before the show. The Rams are only favored by minus a three and a half on the road against the Cardinals. Give give me I'm gonna make that an honorary lock. Lock them in. It's a lock. Because earlier it was four and a half. I didn't want to quite go four and a half. I felt that like it was a little too high. Three and a half. Give me three and a half on the Rams. They are the better team. Everything I talked about yesterday, everything on Arizona looks difficult right now. The Rams got a little bit back on track there against Atlanta. They can handle the zero pass rush that is the Arizona Cardinals right now. They cannot dominate the bad offensive line of the Rams. That's the only Achilles heel. So give me the Rams minus three and a half in this game. Okay, so I have said to this to you guys for three years now. Every year you bet against the Super Bowl champs in the first four weeks of the year. It's 2-0 and this week. I will continue to bet against the Super Bowl champ in weeks one through four. Interesting. So, Chris, where are you going? That's really interesting. Well, I'm going to say for on your behalf, there's 10 and one Sean McVay is versus the spread and straight up versus Arizona as, as a head coach. Um, but Kingsbury is pretty good as an underdog and he's been 19 and nine as an underdog in Arizona. So it is kind of interesting as a home dog. Um, so I do think it could be kind of pick them there. I prefer the Rams. I believe in Sean McVay because they have been kind of big brother to little brother since Sean McVay's arrived in, our, in the Rams. But this has both teams have kind of been not passing the eye test per se. So and they've I, been allowing a lot of points. So uh, the, you know, I, I like a lot of points in this game. But it is a fifty point total too. Well, I, I got on DraftKings right now. I got a forty eight and a half. So I would be willing to take the over if you're what if you're working on on DraftKings right now. I do like that over under there. Let's get to my other lock bet of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. It's my last lock bet of the week. It's Atlanta outright against Seattle right now going on the road up into Seattle. It's basically a pick them anyway. It's minus one in favor of Seattle in this game, a 42 over under. Look, I've seen more life out of the Atlanta offense. I've seen more life out of the Atlanta defense. I, Seattle had their Super Bowl against Denver. That was it for them. They look like a dud in water right now. Give me Atlanta to win this game. They've had two competitive games. They had a letdown against the Saints when they had them on the ropes. They were able to come back and make it a really, truly competitive game at the end there against the Rams. Give me Atlanta to beat out Seattle this week outright. That's a money line play, right? Yeah. Chris, you with me? Yeah, no, I'm not going there with you, buddy. Sorry. Oh. I, I believe well, Seattle, um, Seattle isn't scoring, so whether you're going with them or not, you know, you could always root for them unless you're betting against them. <laughs> well, no, I definitely rooting for them, but I do hey! think that the, <laughs> Seattle's defense, and that's how I was joking. See, Seattle's going to, at home, is a different team, and I don't like Atlanta necessarily as a, a team that can go in, uh, on the road, uh, a dome team that struggles on the road historically. I don't like that matchup, per se, for me to bet on. But I don't, you know, blame you. I'm rooting for you. For sure. Go, Dan. Go, Dan. Go, Dan. <laughs> well, how about this one? We'll talk about my team. San Francisco in the Sunday night game against the Denver Broncos. That line is now moved to a minus one and a half in favor of San Francisco on the road against Denver. So it's basically a pickup game. The over-under set at 43 and a half. So we're not expecting a lot of points in this game <laughs> at all, apparently. <laughs> Chaz, what do you got in this matchup I do, it's scary to say out loud, knock on wood, but I do have San Francisco covering in this game. Yeah, they, they don't, you're absolutely right. San Francisco in their last seven games has been under, in five of them there's one over and one push. Now pushes are funny, and anything's funny. When you're talking about previous data, you, you have to be able to understand that lines move. We talked about it with that 
line moving from 47.5 to 41.5 and back up to 42.5 with the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. I was in a room once. It was me and my, my son. He had three. I had four and a half. The game landed on four. We were in a room. Betting, sports betting. We both had different teams, and we both lost. So that is the, that's the one thing about when you're looking at previous results, you got to take into account. Sometimes the line don't matter. They won by 16. But sometimes two guys in the same room had the same team, and they both lost. It's an amazing thing, sports betting. Chris, what do you think about this Denver-San Francisco game? So I am going opposite of you. This is my upset Ooh. and lock pick of the week. Denver Broncos will beat the San Francisco 49ers. It- <laughs> All you want. Look, Russell Wilson's been terrible. But you know what he does? He beats the San Francisco 49ers. 17-4 and historically versus them. Coming off a five-game winning streak. Even despite having problems last year with that Seattle team, still but swept them last year. More than swept them the year before. We, seen it yet this season. we have not. <laughs> <laughs> but as you alluded to, Seattle offense isn't always a you know, the top-notch offense, but Russ has thrown 37 touchdown passes versus that San Francisco vaunted defense. Um, so I like Russ at home in Denver to finally get off the snide. His coach can't screw this one up, and I think that mm-hmm. everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. I love what I saw for Jimmy G, guy everybody always saw inspired. It's going to be a different situation this week. It'll be interesting to see on Sunday night for sure. Let's wrap this up with the Monday night game. The Giants against the Cowboys. The Giants are favorited at minus one because they're 2-0. Cowboys trying to win a game, another game with Cooper Rush at the quarterback position. The over-under, this is what's going to be a great Monday night game. This is how you know. The over-under is 39. Aren't you excited for this game? 39 points, the over-under for that one. Chaz, what do you got? Because I'm not touching well, this game with a 10 football. You've heard me talk about the NFC East. Blackhawk West on Sports Betting Weekly says I don't touch those games because they really are <laughs> ugly football. But I will mention this. Championship Footballs has a beautifully signed by three different players representing all five Dallas Cowboys Super Bowls. And if you think that we're not going to sell those all gone, they're all going to be gone before the next Super Bowl, the sixth Super Bowl. Your kids, years from now. your kids, I don't care how old you are. Your kids may not see the $6 Super Bowl. <laughs> Chris, you had, you got any action on that game? Yeah. So, you know, what's seeming kind of Saturday. You talk about the under this game so far this year in prime time. Uh, the under has hit six out of seven times. So it's 39. God help us all. But listen, <laughs> here's the thing. Easy sports data at home. The under in the last no, no. Overall, in the last 13 Giant games, it's 11-2. and two. The under is 111 of, of 13. And, I, again, I don't have a problem betting unders. I have a problem watching unders. But at home, it's even better. So how do you be better than 11 out of 13? You go 12 under, zero over, and a push. 12 of the last 13 games at home for the Giants, under, under, under. So we're watching another 17 to 10 game on primetime. Can't wait for Monday night football on Yay. that note. <laughs> All right. So let's, I want to, I'm going to go to my prop bets real quick and then we'll finish it out with our parlays. Cause we always do that with Chaz here on the show. We finish it out with the parlay of the weekend. So my prop bets, Chris, help me out. Joe Flacco, 234 yards and a half over under. I got the over for Joe Flacco, I think he'll have to continue throwing the ball at an alarming rate like they have. Number one team right now in pass attempts out of necessity. So I have the over for the yards. It, it was not going to be 60 times a game, but 230 yards isn't a big deal for him to be able to get with his receiver core versus defense. I like the number. St. Brown, this is your guy. Talk about DFS. 69 and a half over under right now for even money for St. Brown against Minnesota. I can't believe it. Yeah, I don't know if everybody watched the Monday night game versus the Eagles and Vikings game, but um, everybody on the Eagles caught the ball pretty well. Devonta Smith had, you know, had a resurgence, so I'm pretty sure Amase Brown, the guy who's just been target monster, is going to get over that number this week. I'm stepping on a little bit of a limb here, but I'm feeling pretty confident in it. Cam Akers gets back on track with the touches last week, goes 15 carries, 44 yards. This week, in a much better matchup against Arizona, 36 and a half yards over under on the ground. I'm taking the over on Cam Akers. I absolutely love that. I can't yeah. believe that's yeah. That's a low number. 
That's, it is a low number. Marcus Mariota, we talked about him being a value pick for DFS. So he didn't run as much as we thought he would last week. Going against Seattle, 28 and a half rushing yards. I'm also taking the over on Marcus Mariota. I, I will say one caution that Seattle does do a good job of those football quarterbacks historically, Pete Carroll in particular. They have done a good job of limiting those you know, opportunities, but that's not a big number. Sorry, sorry, Chaz. No, no. I mean, right. To think about it. Uh, six scrambles for five yards and you got it. Right. And that's kind of what I'm banking on. I think there's going to be more direct runs than there was last week for that, too. All right. So our parlay bet, fellas. So out of my lock bets, I'm going to offer up to you guys the Ravens at minus three as my go-to lock bet. So, Chris, what is your go-to lock bet this week? You stole mine. Why do you guys steal mine? I'm going to go with my upset as my lock bet as well. The Denver Broncos are oh, going to beat be your Cincinnati 49ers. <laughs> just had to be a stinker about it. You, you said Baltimore, Dan? Yes, Baltimore minus three. Because I'm right. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Philly. Philly minus six. Okay, so we got Baltimore minus three, Denver bleh, plus to win outright, basically. And then we got Philly to cover at minus six points as our parlay weekend bet. Guys, it's going to be a great weekend. But Chaz, before we go, where do you want everyone to follow you at? And what do you have coming up next? Yeah, and I've got a lot of things coming up that I could not be more excited. But just go to Twitter, check out at Second Half Chaz, and then anything that I'm doing will be there. Remember, I took a couple weeks to get caught up from my vacation. I had a great vacation. I didn't work. I didn't do much. I wrote a couple articles, and that was it. But there's college football. There's 80 games a week. So I'm just catching up and uh, caught up today, looking forward to just doing some serious catching the tickets, guys. We're going to win a lot of money this year. I just can feel it. I love it. That's why it's called Cashing Friday. Guys, we'll be back on Monday night with a Sunday fun day recap, recapping the Thursday night game and all the Sunday afternoon games. And, of course, we'll be back all throughout the week, Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern. So stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Subscribe. Check us out on demand on the Foxy Network app. Check us out on your favorite it really, podcast If you don't app. subscribe to their YouTube channel, you don't want to win money. It's really that simple. It really is. You don't want to win fantasy championships either. I can tell you that much. So we'll see you guys starting again on Monday night. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.